I wish I could put my fist through the whole clouds of beautiful time. Hello, and welcome to episode 29 of Lousy Beautiful Town, where we like to scream about Star Wars and put our fists through things. I'm your host, Abby, and I'm joined by your other lovely host, Jess. Oh, hey. (laughs) Hey, (laughs) you just had a birthday, birthday girl. I had a birthday. Yay, you're old. I'm I'm 33, (laughs) (laughs) and I totally slipped getting into the bathtub and have a huge bruise on my inner thigh. (laughs) Oh, no. It's okay. I have whiplash right now, so it's all good. From walking your dog? Yep. (laughs) (laughs) I told the kids in my group that tonight. They were like, you know, like, you kind of look like you're in pain. Are you okay? And I was like, oh, no, you know, I actually have whiplash right now. And they're like, what? And I'm like, so I was walking my dog, and they just sort of just starts fucking <laughs> laughing, and he's like, I'm so sorry. I was thinking, like, you got into a car accident, and then you started talking about your tiny ass dog. <laughs> yep. 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 Charlie's you know, stronger though, than he thinks. I have had, I have had whiplash from walking my dog, but I had a husky, so a little different. Okay, listen. <laughs> Charlie, I was on ice. To be fair. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't live in a place that gets ice like that. Yeah. So. <laughs> like and it was a lot of ice. They did not salt our driveway very well. And oh. Charlie got excited, saw another dog, pulled on the leash, and I went, Foop <laughs> And so now I have whiplash and I'm in a lot of pain. But that's okay. Oh, go get some muscle relaxes. I can't go to work then. Oh. I don't have PTO, man. <laughs> I'm saving it for when you come and visit me. I know. I'm waiting. I'm waiting still to hear. It might not happen till later in the year now. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's like the end of January and I still don't know when my meeting is. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. I don't want to get into a whole deep thing because the last time we got into a deep thing, we ended up recording a Patreon episode on accident. But uh, <laughs> did you like your birthday gift? <laughs> no. Yes. Oh. No. Yes and no. <laughs> I liked most of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Abby got me an Ewok mask <laughs> that I that her, Lynn, and Emma were plotting about behind my back. <laughs> and I thought you paid $25 for it, which no. I was going to be upset on your behalf. Like, please don't pay that much money to annoy me. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that means you love me, but... <laughs> Please know that I would walk 500 miles and I would walk 500 more just to annoy you. (laughs) To be fair, I would probably pay $25 to annoy you too, so I guess. Yeah, oh, like, (laughs) I I sent this screenshot of the the Ewok mask to Lynn and Emma, and I was like, should I send this to Jess? And they're like, she's going to send you something Yoda for your birthday, and I said that it's a sacrifice I'm willing to make. (laughs) So it is like the ugliest Ewok mask. It's just like one that you put over and it has like a string in the back and it looks awful. It looks nothing like the picture. It's terrifying. Um, (laughs) I am pretty, some of of its fur was like on the floor this morning. I'm pretty sure one of my cats attacked it last night. (laughs) (laughs) They were like, what the fuck is that? (laughs) Oh my god, it's so hideous. But yeah, I like all your other gifts. They were great. <laughs> I got a journal that's like, fuck all y'all. It's a, <laughs> it's a prompt gratitude journal. I got a, um, a mental health book. Yeah. And I feel like there was something else. Um, was it, right? 
no, the you shower got me thing. A, the shower uh, beer slash wine holder. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Um, I saw that and I was like, Jess. It was perfect. Thank you very You're much. Welcome. Happy birthday <laughs> to me. Yay. <laughs> we got lots to talk about. Let's get the heavy shit out of the way first. Yeah. So this is a Q&A episode. Thank you to everybody who uh, cued that we are going to A. <laughs> but we have some, we got a lot of heavy shit we need to talk about first. So if you've been living under a rock as a Star Wars fan, um, you won't know that there's been a fucking shit ton of discourse and bullshit going on on Twitter. But there's been a fucking dick ton of bullshit and discourse going on on Twitter. Which- um, to be fair, I, ha- I have a couple friends who listen to this podcast who are not on Twitter, so this oh, is for wow. you. Wow. <laughs> oh. Right? Oh, you know what? I do, too. I do, too. Some of my work friends. Which, okay, sorry. I don't mean to get off topic, but I wanted to say, what? <laughs> and Ashley, if you're listening, shout out to you. We were talking about, she listened to our Tross episode, um, and she was talking about how one of Jacqueline's comments like has made her think more um, critically about the fan fiction she consumes. Oh. Um, and I was just like, oh, that's really cool. And so I, like, I texted Jacqueline yes. that and she's like, so I, I had, I had an impact on people. Cool. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we're making strides. Well, I, I mean, I, Jacqueline I, is, but <laughs> you're yes. along for the ride. <laughs> um, my friend James actually messaged me this morning saying that he really enjoyed our Tross episode as well. Oh, he didn't give cool. me any details, but he said he's still listening to it. He's like, I'm really liking it despite the technical difficulties it's like it's great (laughs) that's awesome yeah so shout out to our listeners who aren't on twitter um to our listeners who are on twitter you fucking know what we're going to talk about so let's start with john boyega which a good chunk of this actually centers around people's responses to john boyega um so john has been (laughs) receiving so much harassment um ever since he made the joke well i mean ever since always 2015 yep ever since (laughs) always probably his entire life to be honest yep but from uh, a particular community uh ever since he posted a joke on instagram about like a sexual comment about ray and finn and the pearl clutchers came out and it was a misogynistic joke apparently um and he had been receiving so much harassment. We've been we talked about it in our Tross episode with Jacqueline. We've talked about the other kind of harassment that John Boyega has received for talking about his opinions on The Last Jedi and stuff like that and how y'all ain't slick when you're like, he's so unprofessional. Um which really we know means you're anti black. Um <laughs> But then yeah, we've been talking about this a lot. Like Yep. Mm-hmm. We've been talking about this for weeks. <laughs> for like months. Uh-huh. And uh John is now free <laughs> from the mouse. Um, he is no longer shackled by the mouse. Um, so he fucking posted this video on Instagram of him just fucking living his best life and like batting bullshit Raylo comments out of the way. Uh, and people lost their fucking mind. And I thought it was hilarious. I did too. And- <laughs> And people, Look, I understand Sorry, there's issues with yes. the response, but I still thought it was funny <laughs> because it's fucking um, hilarious and it's well deserved of him. 
solidarity with with the man who's been receiving racist shit for mm-hmm. years at this point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and people were crying, oh, he he's doxing us, which you posted it publicly on Twitter. Now, granted, there is the, the power imbalance in that he has a larger following than all of these people combined. Um, and maybe the usernames or the apps should have been blurred out or whatever. But you also made the active decision to po- the, post these things on an online platform. And now suddenly, because you're being called out on it, you're not okay with it? So, I don't Also, know. yes, the numbers thing is in some ways a power dynamic Mm -hmm. but that's i don't feel like that's a good enough argument because yeah he is a black man who who is marginalized living Mm -hmm. in a mostly white country or a white a a country that has a mostly white power structure and working in an industry that is a mostly white power structure yep and let's be real like that that supersedes, I'm sorry, that supersedes any yeah. fand- fandom dynamics that could be going yeah. on here, to be honest. For sure. Yeah. And so we saw a lot of um, weaponizing of white women tears. Uh, mm. And that led to a lot. A lot of shit. <laughs> Let me talk about some of the shit that went down because... please. Star Wars Matters got dragged into it somehow. So Yeah, somehow we had fucking nothing to say about this because we are an account that promotes, like, fan engagement Uh with our campaigns and daily fan engagement about things that make us excited about representation Mm -hmm. and stuff that gets put up on our website. So I don't understand. Whatever. Anyway, I am one of the admins for the SW Rep Matters account on Twitter. There's, like, four of us. We're all women of color. All of mm-hmm. us. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure none of us are Raylos, as far as I know. Yeah. Um, but we were just, like, minding our own business, and all of a sudden, all these Raylos started inundating our DMs and our and our comments, or, like, adding us and being like, you need to distance yourself from certain people in the fandom who have harassed Raylos, and you need to basically do all these things do do all of these things unfollow the whatever the twitter account was that was like posting screenshots of like Raylo's tweets that were a lot of them were pretty funny and pretty like <laughs> pretty pretty steamy to be honest i was like i i, I am all for you guys tweeting stuff like this not mm-hmm. the account but like Raylo's like go for it but some of it was just downright weird that's not the point mm-hmm. um i guess some people who are who have essentially sw rep matters as a hashtag in their bio yep. were following this account. It wasn't even people that were necessarily like contributors to the website or associated with the Twitter account. It was just people who are contributors or have the hashtag in their bio, which it's yeah. a fucking hashtag. Anybody can have it in their bio. Anybody can use it. That was the whole point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is the oh, whole I had point. it in my I had it in my bio long before I was a contributor. So Yeah, a lot of people do. A lot of people have it in yeah. their bio because they feel an affinity for like what what we're trying to do and they they're a part of it everybody who participates is a part of it anyway this uh, and the language that some of these raylos were using was extremely like like blaming victim victimizing Mm -hmm. themselves 
Um, we have absolutely nothing to do with anything that John Boyega says or anybody that, like, I'm going to have to name some names because mm-hmm. Claudia Amenabar, Trisha Barr, mm-hmm. they're not associated with Star Wars Rep Matters. Like, they're oh. not part of the team that, like, runs the website or writes articles. They're not. Mm-hmm. So In fact, one of which was asked <laughs> to step down from Star Wars Rep Matters because of some of the absolutely antagonistic things that she was doing and saying about Raylos. Yes. So, and I was the one who ha- had to talk to her about that. So this yep. really pisses me off because it's yep. like... And also, I'm we're not going to use that account to call people out because that's mm-hmm. just going to snowball into like, well, you have to call this person out. Well, you have to call this person out. Right. If you're really that's not the job soli- of the account. Yeah, with if you're really in solidarity with women of color, you need to do this and this and this. And it's like, no, mm. that's not the mission of SW Rep Matters. I'm sorry. If you want a different type of community, you are more than welcome to start that yourself. But we started this for something completely different. It's about right. systemic racism and marginalization. In Hollywood, yep. <laughs> specifically yep. in Star Wars, we don't talk about fandom matters necessarily. Mm-hmm. Individually, we might, but yeah. not as like a collective community. It's just maybe and, we and maybe we should at this point. <laughs> I don't know. And it's not the fucking job of the Star Wars Rep Matters account or the the four of you who are admins of the account to to police the contributors. That's not the oh. point. And let me just tell you, I got in a DM conversation with someone who is a Raylo, and she was a woman of color. She's Middle Eastern, I believe. She's very young. And I told her basically, like, I don't know what you want from me. I'm not, mm-hmm. here. I'm not going to police the account. I'm not going to police pe- what people post that are associated with this hashtag or not associated with this hashtag. People that just use right. the hashtag. Everybody is associated with it. Like, I'm not going to do that. And she screenshotted the conversation and posted it on mm-hmm. her Twitter. She left mm-hmm. my at out. Luckily, mm-hmm. thankfully, I appreciate that. But still, I knew she was going to do that because mm-hmm. that's that's what's been done to me in the past. And that's what's been anything that SW Rep Matters tweeted out or said anything in a DM. That's what would have happened. Yep. <laughs> so there was just no point in responding um, because we were just going to get dogpiled on anyway. And so we just didn't res- we just didn't respond on that account because we're not going to do that on that account. But anybody who has a private account can say anything the fuck they want because mm-hmm. that's what social media is about. Anyway, mm-hmm. and also, we do not have the money to pay writers because we're all <laughs> marginalized ourselves. And this is a fan site that, like, five of us run. Mm-hmm. And we barely, we, I paid out of my own pocket to have merch for a celebration. Yeah. Like, yeah. The, co- the, the money that we got donated to us wasn't even enough to cover that. Like, I paid yeah. out of my own pocket <laughs> to get right. that to people. Um, I'm, I have the ability to do that. I'm more than happy to do that, but don't get, I'm not going to personally pay writers to write things for the website. I don't have the money to do that. (laughs) And I don't, I'm pretty sure anybody else who is involved with this venture has the money to do that either. And it just really upsets me when I see women of color in the mentions saying like, you need to pay marginalized writers or you need to do this. Like there's a huge difference between writing for a site like Vulture or Vanity mm-hmm. Fair and you're a woman of color and you're not getting paid on time or whatever or paying or getting paid well as a freelancer versus writing for something that you're passionate about and right. wanting to get out there. You know, people do that on Medium all the time. I don't know why this mm-hmm. is any different. It just it really upsets me that people Because it's a bunch of marginalized folks running it. Yes. It's not That's like why. we're like a it's... white it's not like it's a white run website. Like right. 
And then right. I saw people saying that like, oh, everybody, everybody that is in charge of SW Rep Matters is white. There's like no. one white person that's an editor for us. Yeah. Because he has the time and he's good at editing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like, Ross, you... he's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you had sent me the screenshot of the, the tweet that you had sent that person that you're talking about of, and made the fucking point of literally every single person who runs the site, edits for this site, contributes to this site are all for the most part, full-time employees or at least part-time yeah. are parents, are students are people with lives outside of this this is just something that we do because we're passionate about it yeah because we care and like (sighs) and we i don't know we opened up submissions so that if other people wanted to join in the conversation if they had something something to say that needed to not be on twitter or like social media needed to be on in print yeah, that's why we open that up because we know that like not everyone can write for us full time. Like I can barely write for the site full time. I get like mm-hmm. one piece out every other month. Like <laughs> I haven't even gotten a piece out yet. <laughs> like, but you're going to like it's all yeah. you know whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Like um, I'm on schedule to do one. <laughs> yeah, like it's we're trying to get organized. We're very much a mess. Yeah. Like we're barely like able to run this. Like we are all marginalized people. So mm-hmm. it, I I it just. It, it pits marginalized people versus marginalized people. And I'm like, I'm not about that. I, yeah. that is a bad faith argument. Mm-hmm. I'm not here to have that. It really upset me. Also, this is like one of my, this is my baby. Like yeah. I'm one of the co-founders. Yeah. Like it's like me and like maybe like five other people that are still active that mm-hmm. co-founded this. And like, we want this to succeed and we want this to be relevant and ha- to have us like be a voice like out there talking about this stuff because not everybody is talking about this in like an organized capacity necessarily. Like Twitter is one thing, but when you don't have enough people retweeting your shit or collectively like seeing your stuff, like it gets lost in the ether. And that was the whole purpose of creating a hashtag so that we could have a collective conversation and it could just be centralized in one area where you could find it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Everyone would know like how you felt about the situation, that you were marginalized, that this is how you viewed things and this is how you wanted things to change. And that's what we're doing. Yeah. So I'm mad. (laughs) First of all, we had to lock the DMS on the account. Mm -hmm. They're going to stay locked probably for the foreseeable future. Unfortunately, if you Mm -hmm. have any reason to contact SW Rep Matters in an official capacity, you have to go to contact at swrepmatters.com. Email us, please. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I think I closed my DMs down too because you I was did. just sick of it. I had more than one person in there telling me what I should and shouldn't do. And and the person who posted screenshots of our DM conversation told me that it's disappointing that I wouldn't police people because I should, mm-hmm. which I thought was terrifying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. that is that is a, an opinion that someone has and maybe more than one person has mm-hmm. i just think it's really fucking interesting how people decided to go into the dms of women of color to basically demand that they do something that they do the work um that was stupid and that didn't need to be done anyway but yeah. if y'all got something like now i'm mad <laughs> you have made abby mad and if y'all got fucking something to say and you want to try and think you can harass my friends you can come into my dms 
and you can say all your shit, and I'm going to laugh at you, and I'm going to tell you to fuck off, but fucking leave my friends alone. Leave women of color alone. They don't fucking owe you anything. Fuck off. Yeah. I don't... And it was very interesting, too, that, like, they went specifically to the SW Rep Matters account because there's no face there. It was only when I saw people adding the account and it was like people that were mutuals with me or that I had, I was able to access their DMs that I DM them and I was like, hey, what are you guys talking about? Because I didn't Mm -hmm. know what was happening. (laughs) I didn't know about this like Raylo account that was, or this account that was like screenshotting Raylos and like posting it. And so I was like, hey, what are you guys talking about? And I don't know, just the, so I guess this leads into our next Mm-hmm. point um someone that i really respect uh i believe you say her name princess weeks yeah she writes for a bunch of different sites the mary sue is the one that i've seen her on that's mm-hmm. the first place i saw her um i didn't realize she had a youtube yeah. um it's uh melina pendulum is the name of her youtube you should go subscribe because she's great mm-hmm. uh, she's a black bisexual woman who uh, made this video talking... So there was a Raylo article that came out uh, written by a white woman who um, collected a bunch of data and did analysis on Twitter posts about Raylo and the harassment that Raylos receive and who is harassing them and what the topics of harassment are and what the topics of, like, what... I don't know what... antis say because anti Mm -hmm. is a thing that i didn't know was a thing if Mm -hmm. you're not for raylo you are anti-raylo i guess whatever whatever anyway (laughs) i'm 33 years old i don't know why i'm fucking talking about this this is ridiculous (laughs) anyway but it's important because for the reasons that princess outlines in this video um she talks about Basically, this is in response to the Raylo video. Sorry, I'm taking over your hosting. Um, no. <laughs> Please take over. That's fine. I'll get back to it when we do a Q&A. Um, she basically was breaking down her feelings about this Raylo article because she felt like it had points, but there was a big chunk of things missing from this. Mm-hmm. And essentially, she she had great points. Shipping is something that's emotional. So Mm -hmm. if it's not necessarily logical or rational, like we all have ships that are problematic at some point in our lives. I definitely have. Mm -hmm. I was a a Snape and Lily shipper. Yes, I was. (laughs) I was also a a Draco and Hermione shipper because I'm trash. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like I'm all about that stuff. I'm all about the like dark brooding villain shipping with the heroine like, I, I am just that trash. But mm-hmm. I don't generally, like, out that because it's my own personal thing and and it's a guilty pleasure. But also, yeah. um, I, I understand that it's emotional, that it's not – it's just something that you're into and that's fine. Right. If it's right. sexual, if it's emotional, whatever, that's not something that's necessarily rational. And that is a huge point um, that I don't think that we're talking about enough in yeah. this whole debacle. Um, and the other thing that she talks about is that problematic ships, like I was saying, have been around for as long as fandom has been around. Um, that's not something that is new. Raylo is not a new phenomenon within fandom. It just happens to be very loud right now <laughs> for mm-hmm. reasons. The other mm-hmm. thing that she talks about um, is... How, yes, and I agree, 
there is misogyny and how some people discuss Raylo and people that ship Raylo. Mm-hmm. Women in general as a whole should be allowed to ship whatever they want, um, enjoy whatever, you know, fictional fantasies that they want to enjoy that mm-hmm. should be allowed without mm-hmm. some man coming in your mentions saying, you know, like virtue signaling that, you know, whatever, like you're going to ruin the children's lives by like shipping this, you know, the ship that is abusive or whatever. The like children, <laughs> not the, the children. children, not the children. <laughs> like that's whatever. Like that's a whole other issue. Like that yeah. shouldn't, we, that shouldn't be a thing. I agree. Yeah. It's shitty that the way that a lot of Raylos have been treated, they've been, they have been infantilized into, you know, this group of women that doesn't know what they're doing because they're mm-hmm. just, you know, whatever. That's shitty. And that shouldn't be happening. Like that can be true. Yeah. And it can also, but also. be true. <laughs> it can also be true that racism is more important than Raylo, <laughs> which princess explicitly states in her video and I fucking love her for it. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of white Raylo shippers. There's a lot of shippers that identify as women of color and they have essentially allowed microaggressions against John Boyega and Finn as a character mm-hmm. to persist since the beginning of this fandom mm-hmm. in, you know, Raylo and you know, TFA, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and because of systemic issues, race, racist microaggressions have, she, this is her quote, have been embedded into the Raylo brand. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Thank you, someone who said it. Like, right, right. And I was, what I was saying about the people in the DMs and in the ads and whatever with SW Rep Matters kind of going after other women of color, you can't have a, it's all, all of the discussions in this are in bad faith because, because women of color have to hold two things in their hands. They have to Mm -hmm. hold that they are a woman and they have marginalizations associated with that. And also that they are a woman of color and they have marginalizations associated with being black, brown, whatever. Mm -hmm. And in this circumstance, for whatever reason, Raylos have decided that those two things cannot coexist if you're a woman of any color or creed you if you don't agree with Raylo and what they've been going through that is terrible harassment and misogynistic and they're you know not being racist then you are betraying the sisterhood which is fucking bullshit Mm -hmm. the whole point (laughs) that princess is making is that we don't we when all of this gets lumped together is that we can't have these conversations about real issues because it becomes about all about Raylo instead of yep. about what's real. Yep. And that racism is real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Homophobia is real. Mm-hmm. Raylo is a hetero cis white ship, which has been since the dawn of time <laughs> relevant. Mm-hmm. And it's not going anywhere. But what happens is that she brings up a quote from this article basically saying that um, Finn Ray shippers never create created a community like Raylo's did. They never created mm-hmm. as much content and they um, 
essentially just used their community to be anti-Raylo. Um, and the thing that Princess brings up that is an excellent point is that women of color that are invested in biracial ships know that the writers and the creators are not going to honor that because mm-hmm. historically that has not been the case in <laughs> right. especially like sci-fi and fantasy media. Unfortunately, we know not to get our hopes up. Like why mm-hmm. would Disney let a black man and a white woman have a romantic relationship? Right. Like that would make everyone clutch their pearls, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, like that's not, we know as long as white men are in charge, that's not something that's going to be viable in a in a huge um, billion dollar franchise. It's just yeah. not. And we need to have a conversation about that that doesn't go back to Raylo. <laughs> and apparently we can't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing is that going along the lines of like women of color having to decide which part of their identity that they have to choose to be loyal to is that they don't get taken seriously when they are not loyal to the woman part of their identity Mm -hmm. or the female part of their identity, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. Um, Because they're prioritizing their, their race over maybe their gender whatever gender is a construct Mm -hmm. um when in reality you have to balance both so women of color for the most part can't be happy in this situation theoretically because you're a woman you need to support the raylos because they're experiencing a lot of misogyny that sucks if i don't support the raylos i'm being misogynist Mm -hmm. but i'm supporting a biracial ship or a a um a a gay ship or whatever a, whatever like or ray mm-hmm. being ace <laughs> like yeah. Yeah. like or whatever like anything outside of that that ray and kylo ren ship is is betraying like women like that's really the conversation that we're having over like systemic racism is a problem mm-hmm. i i don't know that's that's disturbing. The other thing, too, that bothers me, and I tweeted about this, and I I was scared to tweet about it because of everything that's been going on, but I did it anyway. Right. Um, women of color that are part of the Rayla community weaponizing their marginalized identity mm-hmm. to uphold white feminism is a problem because just because you are black or brown or Asian doesn't mean that you cannot be racist. (laughs) Mm -hmm. In fact, that is common (laughs) for people (laughs) of a certain color (laughs) to be racist because they want to be as white adjacent as possible because they know that's where the power is, whether that is innate or whether that is conscious. Like that is where you want to be. Fucking Asians do this all the time. It pisses me off because it causes anti-blackness in the Asian community. That's a whole other thing that we need to talk about. Mm we won't get into today (laughs) (laughs) the other thing um is that so one of the things that princess says is this is a quote the experiencing the experience of watching women that look like you 
and men that look like your brothers and your fathers get dogpiled on constantly by almost every fandom you're a part of is not considered, and that's what's so enraging. They want solidarity from us. They don't give us mm-hmm. the same. They don't give us in the same way. No one should mm-hmm. have their judgment as a feminist, as a person, as a person of color, be judged on what they ship. Amen. But when mm-hmm. I saw some tweet that was like, if you see women as only including white women and cis women, then maybe we should talk about how you see women. But I genuinely wanted to be like, as a black bisexual woman, I don't feel solidarity with women in that way because I know that's not what y'all mean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> women, as if that's one user, universal thing that we all experience. That's the other thing. Women are not a monolith. Like, right. Not all women are Raylos, and not all Raylos are women. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Not all women are Raylos. Not all women of color are not Raylos. Not all Raylos are white. Not all white women are Raylos. I don't know. There's all kinds of levels. All of the things. <laughs> There's many combinations. The whole point is that women are not a monolith. And right. we should be able to have a good faith conversation about this without attacking each other. But we can't because it all comes Mm-mm. back to Raylo. And... This is, again, about a cis-hetero ship. Like, if this was about, like, Finn Ray, that would be a whole other story because I'm sure there would be a whole lot of other elements to this. But because it's not, it's ridiculous. Yeah. (laughs) Um, The the idea that, like, (sighs) the idea that you're oppressed for shipping a cis-white het ship can, you can fuck off on the horse you rid in on. Like, yeah, who using, do you think you are? Using language of oppression to mm-hmm. paint yourself as oppressed because you identify as a Raylo, I'm sorry, that is not, not a marginalized identity. identity. Like It's just a preference. Being a black woman is an identity. Being a queer woman is an identity. Being a white woman is an identity, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, being a Star Wars fan, not an identity. Being a mother, that's an identity. Being a Raylo is not an identity. I'm sorry. Right. I I like Babu Frick. That's not an identity. (laughs) (laughs) We should make I love Yoda. That is not an identity. (laughs) I think too that I think part of the problem is a lot of women have wrapped their own experiences with trauma and yes. identity and figuring out their identity within Raylo. And so it's become really emotional for them. And mm-hmm. I understand that. Like, I don't feel the same way about the sequel trilogy. I feel the same way about Rogue One. <laughs> and yeah, I am very sure. protective of that film for that reason, especially when Chuck Wendick comes along and says it's oh, not essential. Dumbass motherfucker. And the only reason I'm not all up in his ass is because he's a white man and I know he doesn't know any better. Um, and. <laughs> not essential, but solo. He had, whatever. Anyway, I can't. Solo is essential. Oh, fuck off, Chuck Wendig. Too much. Anyway, um, I don't even remember where I was going with that. But I so I get it. I understand that, like, you wrap up your identity in fiction and that's a healthy way to do that like it's a healthy way to experience life it's a healthy way to experience like the darkness in yourself and the darkness that you want to embrace or don't want to embrace whatever that might be through fiction like 
we talked about this with Annalise on our deep stuff, yeah. but also porn episode. I don't know what number that is. I think it's seven <laughs> or eight. I don't know. I don't know. But it's it's important that like we are able to freely experience this and have an emotional experience with fiction. That's it's fiction mm-hmm. for a reason. Like that's fine. But I think when you start making that into a part of a when you try to make that into a marginalized identity and use that language to attack other women, especially mm-hmm. women of color that disagree with you and are trying to talk about systemic issues, that's a problem. Yeah. And again, you can't have a good faith argument in that situation because if it's a woman of color saying like, I ship Raylo and I'm a woman of color, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, that invalidates everything you have to say as an anti Jess. Well, I'm a woman of color and I don't ship Raylo. So right. where are we at now? Like Right. <laughs> I am I am harassed for being a woman of color. And I'm sure those right. Raylos who are women of color are also harassed for being women of color. And then they're also harassed for being Raylos and that's shitty. But I'm harassed for being other things as well. And so right. you you can't compare oppression in that way to say that you have it worse because you ship something. And I'm sorry, but I've been a a part of these problematic ships in fandom, and we've always been treated shitty, like, and told that we're supporting abuse and, you know, delusional and whatever. It's Mm -hmm. okay to just ignore that. It's shitty that we have to deal with it, but it's also okay to just not engage (laughs) and block everybody. But anyway, um, the other thing is... Uh, Princess, there's, this is another quote from her video. To build a narrative that makes it seem as though the only people having issues with the ship are bots and men, you are doing the same erasure as saying we do to the Raylo fans who are not white. Mm-hmm. Um, this article presented it as if, you know, Raylos were mostly being harassed by bots and white men and also, like, some of the Raylos that were being accused of harassing John Boyega were, like... Um, sock puppet accounts as well and it was disproved that they were actually part of the real community or women of color like someone was caught being catfished as a black woman it was very strange I don't fucking understand mm-hmm. it I don't care all I know is that John Boyega was h- receiving harassment from somebody mm-hmm. <laughs> who's identifying as a Raylo and I didn't see anybody coming out and saying like hey especially big name blue check Raylos being like hey this person yep. is not a Raylo this is the situation Bottom line, stop using the language of oppression to talk about shipping to white characters as if that is an identity. Mm-hmm. Like, that is the most privileged position that you could be in in a fandom, yeah. is having a ship <laughs> of two white heterosexual characters. Because guess what? Finn and Poe were sidelined in this trilogy for Kylo Ren and Rey's connection, whatever that might be, if you see that as sexual or romantic or just a connection. Yep. And that's shitty. Because we're fucking tired of having it be all about the white dude. Like, it's time for the black and brown man to have a, a, a position in fiction that's important and is allowed to be romantic and is allowed to be a part, a meaningful emotional part of the story. And yeah, I believe that Finn was that, but that's because I'm a Finn fan and I know you feel the same way. And same thing with Poe. But if I shipped Raylo, I probably wouldn't think that. 
I know we've been saying this for weeks, because <laughs> I feel like we keep having to have the same conversation every week, of fucking call the people out in your community. Um, because I see you all saying, yeah, we do that, and then I'm not seeing it. Because otherwise shit like this isn't happening. Because you are coming down on those people who are awful like this, and you are building a healthier community out of it. Um I'm, I don't know. Also, for I'm just book. asking everybody to like think critically about some of the yeah. pods they listen to now and some of the people that they follow. I've unfollowed a lot of people in the past couple of weeks just because like I just I can't. I know. Like same. I followed a, I followed quite a few like I don't fucking care if you're a Raylo like Brooklyn of a Star Wars story podcast is my like one of my favorite sweet baby angels. I love her because you yeah. can actually have a conversation with her. Um. But I, and I followed some other Raylos, but at some point I just I just couldn't do it, and not because they were like, oh Raylo, ma ma ma, now they kiss. It's because they were allowing shit like this to happen. Yeah. Like bigger names in the Raylo fandom were allowing this to happen. Some almost even actively encouraging it, under the guise of misogyny, and we are so harassed. But then see their community turn around and harass John Boyega and harass the Star Wars Rep Matters account because that's what it was. It's harassment. <laughs> and harass my co-host and I'm gonna fucking punch all of y'all. Don't mess with my people. <laughs> but it's just, it's exhausting. And it is. So, and I fucking locked down my account for like a good week. Yeah. That is shutting down my voice. Yep. When you do that to people, you shut down what they are trying to say. And I don't have anything bad to say about Raylos or Raylo at all, unless they start behaving in a way that co-ops marginalized conversations around systemic issues, because that's what I'm about. Yeah. I don't fucking care what gets you off. <laughs> like, <laughs> I got yeah. a lot of weird shit that gets me off, too. It's fine. <laughs> like, But, like, go back and listen to our second episode. Literally our second episode, Star Wars is Stressful, Why Do We Like It? Which is, like, one of our most downloaded episodes, by the way, which is weird. Yeah. But <laughs> we talk a lot about um, specifically, like, the fandom menace um, in that. And I know a lot of Raylers are, like, stop comparing us to the fandom menace and, like... We can we can agree that excuse me some of the all some of the things y'all are doing and saying are not as egregious as them. However, you harassing somebody into locking down their account and locking the DMs and all of that—that's what they were trying to do too. That was the it's whole abuse. point. It is to make you feel unsafe in a place that you have deemed to be safe. It is so that you are gone and you are scared scared enough to not come back so that way they have full power it's the same thing and if you're feeling frustrated or offended by that or like how dare you say i have anything in common with the fandom menace like fucking take a look at yourself and be like gee that's a lot of people saying i might have something in common with the fandom menace it's not like people like to throw that shit around for fun (laughs) yeah i wouldn't want to be associated with that either no but also i am very careful to not dogpile on people and get in their ads and their dms when i feel like 
you know, they're, you know, behaving in a way that I don't agree with. Yeah. It's, I can just block them or mute them. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's the beauty of Twitter. Also, I'm sorry. (laughs) I was listening to a Raylo podcast and it's one of the hosts is someone that I really love and respect. And I don't know if it was her that said this or one of the other women, but it was, it's, it's a lot of white women on this podcast and they talked about how they get to a point where, you know, the Raylo community is very tight and they know who to trust and who not to trust. And so when someone comes after them, they, they're okay attacking that person and dogpiling on them. That is mm-hmm. something they're fine with as a community. And I personally think that's shitty. I get yeah. why you feel protective of your community, especially after everything that Raylos have been through, like, dumb men and fandom that are, like, coming in their ass when they don't even follow them. Trust me, I exp- as a woman of color, yeah. and I'm sure as you, as a woman, mm-hmm. queer woman, experience that all the time. It's not just with Star Wars. <laughs> it's with right. fucking everything. Right. Um, I understand that frustration and that protectiveness, but when you as a community start going after people that aren't doing anything that's abusing people or harassing people Mm -hmm. that they're just trying to talk about systemic issues and like put people's voices out there that they respect and that they think should be heard. Like that's a whole other thing. And that's what was happening this past week. And that's what really made honestly like, I am pretty insulated from a lot of this shit until I was, I was pretty insulated from a lot of this shit until like this week because of what Mm -hmm. happened with the rep matters account. And then my personal account. Um, so I know no railos are listening to this podcast. It's probably except Brooklyn. Except Brooklyn. Yeah. I was going to say Brooklyn's listening. (laughs) Hi Brooklyn. We love you. Which whatever may, and maybe, maybe I think, uh, I think that Meg is a low-key Raylo as well. <laughs> like, maybe Maya. <laughs> Maya! <laughs> I know Maya doesn't listen to any podcasts, so that's not, no. that's, a, that's an uphill battle. But anyway, <laughs> love you, Maya, if you are listening someday. Um, <laughs> <laughs> One day. One day. Ten years from now. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, it, it's, I understand the defensiveness that you would feel yeah. because like when fandom menace folks get like in my friends mentions, I mm-hmm. get enraged oh, and I yeah. feel the same way, but these are, have not you listened to me half fan- the time? I'm like, if you <laughs> want to come for my friends, I'm going to fucking punch you. Yeah. Like, like I understand yeah. that need to protect the people that you love. Like, I feel that to my core. I'm one of those people that it's like, fuck with me, whatever. You fuck with my friends, I'm literally going to stab you. <laughs> yeah. Like, and I feel- when you're doing it because somebody expresses an opinion you don't agree with or you don't like that's not harming anybody else or invalidating anybody else's existence, that's a fucking problem. Yeah, it's a huge fucking problem, especially when they are marginalized women. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's funny because um, I forget her at, I just call her Stitch or Twitch. Or Twitch, Stitch, Stitchomancy, I think that's her at. She tweets mm. a lot of analytical shit about yeah. anti-blackness in fandom. She is brilliant. I fucking love her. And um, Michelle Bannon was asking if there were any people that did, like, some type of, like, um, like sociology, like, fandom analysis or, you know, data analysis mm-hmm. type of thing, like, fr- from this Raylo article she was curious and connecting with academics and someone mentioned her and they were saying that she like harasses Raylos 
this woman does not go off her own timeline. <laughs> she tweets out stuff mm. on her own timeline. She doesn't at people. She posts screenshots so that you don't get like dog piled on because that's respectful if you're going to like call people out at least. Mm-hmm. Um, I try to do the same because it's like, okay, well, I don't want my people coming after you, but I just, I still right. want to talk about what you said. Right. She has never gone after anyone, harassed anybody, but someone in the Raylo community was like, she harasses people and blah, blah, blah. And like, just like was talking shit about her in Michelle's, in Michelle's ads. And it was like, yeah, so shitty. Mm-hmm. And this is this is what a black woman experiences that doesn't ship Raylo, that just wants to talk about racism in fandom and systemically, and it just gets shut down like that when an official from Lucasfilm comes out and like wants to talk with people who are experts. <laughs> like, yeah. really? Mm-hmm. That's insane. Yeah. So, so. 10 out of 10 would um, demand, not even recommend, that you listen to Princess's uh, video on YouTube. Again, her channel is um, Melina Pendulum. The video is called Breaking Down My Feelings on That Raylo Article. Um, And also follow her. Yeah, we'll post it in the show notes. And we'll post it on our Twitter, too. Um, Sorry, now I'm making a mental note to post that on Twitter. (laughs) Uh, you can follow her on Twitter at Weekes. Is that how we were saying it? I think it's Weeks. It's like W E E K E S. Yeah, Weeks Princess W E E K E S P R I N C E S S. Um, and then she also has a Patreon that I wanted to plug because it's fucking important to support Black women in every way possible, and that includes financially. And so she is Patreon.com/slash Princess Weeks P R I N C E S S W E E K-E-S. So, yeah. Yes. Go support her. She's brilliant. Read her writing. Um, she does... She has a video up about problematic shipping that's really interesting as well mm. that I I'll that I watched that. last night because I was reading a book about zombies and I got scared because I didn't know this book was about zombies and then it was too oh, late. Oh, oh, that's <laughs> right. You don't like zombies. No. It's just in Ireland's oh. Dread Nation. Did not know it was about zombies. Started oh, reading it very late and I was no. like... Okay, I can't sleep. I'm just going to watch videos. <laughs> oh, poor Jess. Poor Jess and the Zambonis. <laughs> oh, this is what 33 is. Anyway. <laughs> so, I'm going to pour myself another glass of wine. Mm-hmm. Please enjoy this ASMR. I'm going to finish this bottle. Of, oh, okay. Maybe I shouldn't finish this bottle. Of wine. I'm going to do it anyway. I'm finishing my bottle. It's fine. I had pasta earlier. I'm soaking it up. <laughs> yep. Oh, I had pasta for dinner, too. Oh, look at us. I know. I came home, and Chris had made a fucking vat of pasta that was and me. homemade meatballs. He made mm. his own meatballs. I was like, who the fuck are you? You can stay living here. I love you. But I like how I Chris like, is me, but a man. <laughs> say that again? I like how Chris is me, but a man. Healthcare, oh, anxious, my God. cooks. This is... This makes so much sense now, Jess. Oh no! Like, everything. <laughs> now makes I sense. know what's happening. <laughs> everything makes sense. Because <laughs> I made a giant pot of bolognese with penne pasta because Billy is not feeling well, and now we have like five Tupperwares full of pasta to eat. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I was like, "Hun, you could feed the entire." And it was angel hair pasta, so it's like thin. Oh. I'm yeah. like, you can feed the entire fucking neighborhood with. This. <laughs> 
<laughs> you so know, I have lunch for do. tomorrow. Yep, I have lunch for tomorrow. I have dinner for tomorrow. I have lunch for the next day. <laughs> Dude, I'm fucking set. You're going to be so sick of angel hair pasta by the end of the week. <laughs> <laughs> but those homemade meatballs, though, dude. Like, yeah. hell yeah. I got you. Anyway, this is not the pasta padron. <laughs> <laughs> um, Time for the Q&A, Q&A episode. A's. <laughs> yeah, this is technically a Q&A episode. <laughs> um, but there was lots that happened that we had to talk about, and all of that was really important, and... Man, when we get into shit like this, like, like shit like that, like it happens to become like some of my favorite episodes. I know. Um, yeah. Like last week with Ash was one of my favorite episodes because we were fucking buck wild. But then like also this week is one of my favorite episodes because we get fucking deep and talk about real shit and literally call people out by name. And I love that shit because I'm a petty ass bitch. Yeah. So let's A some of these cues. Um, Do we just want to go back and forth? Yeah, let's do that. Okay. Give me a um, cue. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> also, but um, some people ask more than one question. I just want to throw this out. Some people ask more than one question. Um, like Emma asked three, but like the three that she asked are all very short answer ones. If you asked more than two that have like long form answers, we only picked two um, just because it's a lot. And I knew we were going to be talking about our news slash we got a talk section for a long time so we didn't answer all of your questions i'm sorry just save them for the next one okay so first first q is from dandy um and he asks if we have a non-star wars book rec and maybe a short pitch on why because they want to read more books well would you like me to go first <laughs> yeah sure pull up your game read finished <laughs> I just finished Dread Nation by Justina Ireland. <laughs> which is, and it scared you? It's an alternate history um, YA book about post-Civil War times where apparently like a big zombie plague rises up during the Civil War oh. and the entire nation is in, you know infected and people are just trying to survive. And so essentially the U.S. puts black and native people in these military camps that train them to protect the whites against the zombies. And mm. so the main characters are Jane and Kate. They are both Kate or Kate is, is she's um, mixed race. So her mom was, was black and her dad is white, but she is black. She's dark skinned black, uh, dark skinned black woman. Kate mm-hmm. is a white passing black woman. She has like light hair, light skin, light eyes. She's also biracial, I believe. And so essentially it's about how it's, it's kind of this like crazy, like survivalist, like dystopian kind of like alternate mm-hmm. history book. And it's, there's a second book coming out this this month or next month I believe um, so it's going to be a trilogy I think and it was it's very good Kate and Jane the main characters are excellent and there's just a lot of like racial dynamics mm-hmm. especially within like native and black communities and just like white passing like black people as well and biracial black people and like what they have to deal with and it's a very good commentary on race relations in the U.S. And it's an excellent story as well. And I fucking hate zombies and I just can't do them. <laughs> and I finished the book. <laughs> so that Yay. should tell you something because the characters are so compelling. And Justin Ireland is also a Star Wars author. So you should go yes, read her is. shit yeah. and support her. Yes. Um, 
<laughs> the one that I will suggest is another YA book. Um, I just finished reading the second one. It's a trilogy, um, or going to be a trilogy because the third one isn't out yet because the second one just came out. Um, I finished that in December, but um, the first one is called Ash Princess. And so it is about this young girl. She's like 16 years old. Um, her name is Theodosia, and she is part of this. She's the princess of her people. Um, that it's like a matriarchal, matrilineal society, which is already like, yes, I'm into it. Um, and they have like magic powers and stuff like that, but they never use their magic for like. I don't know, bad or anything like that. It's just, it's just kind of tough. Um, and one day when she's six years old, these um, colonizers and invaders come in and kill her mother right in front of her and take over her country. And she is in basically a prisoner of war for the next 10 years of her life where she's forced to dress like them and not speak her native language. Um, she can't even go by her actual name of Theodosia she has to go by Thora um and it's 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 not uh it's pretty obvious in like the kind of direction they're kind of going for because uh Theodosia's people are insinuated to be or described as people of color and then the people who invaded them the Calavaxians are very 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 white um like Aryan kind of white and uh it's pretty on the nose because their king isn't called the king. He's called the Kaiser. So, <laughs> um, but it's, it's basically this young 16 year old girl deciding that she is going to take her country back because she has been pushed, pushed to the edge by these people and she's done with it. And she has, she has some sort of power to do it, but she's not like a fight with your, fists and a sword kind of gal she fights with her words and manipulation and stuff like that so when I read the back of the book it reminded me a lot of like Sansa Stark in that and that's what kind of drew me in and I loved it and I just finished the second book in December and it was amazing and I can't wait for the third so that's Ash Princess by Laura Sebastian I just put that in my to read because I have to read a hundred books this year so shit That's the goal. Yeah. I set for it was a, it was a quick read because <laughs> according to my Goodreads, I started it on May fourteenth and I finished it on May sixteenth. <laughs> so, and then the wow, the second one yeah. I started on Christmas and then I finished on the thirtieth of December. So, and you read faster than I do anyway. Yeah, I haven't been good in that lately. Um, I wanna. So I don't know. Um, I wanna plug one other book just because. I don't know. Some people are really into those, like, those different perspective, like, fairy tale. Mm-hmm. Or, like, I don't know. I don't know. Is Peter Pan a fairy tale? Yeah. It is, right? Different perspectives from fairy tale characters. I know this isn't a new book, but I read it, like, last year, and I kind of forgot about it. I think when it was it published. Yeah, 2017. It's relatively new. It's called Lost Boy by Christina Henry. Mm-hmm. And it's basically... It's the true story of Captain Hook and how 
Peter Pan is essentially like a sociopath. Oh shit. <laughs> and it's really fucking good and really dark. And it's pretty short. I read it probably within like I read it in a day. Like it's not a very long book, but it's really fucking dark and really good. Like these kids are it's like a um uh, what's the name of that book where all the kids are like on the island? Uh um, with the conch. Um, um oh. uh, The one with Piggy. <laughs> fuck. Why can't I? I'm failing my English teachers in high school. Lord of the Flies. Lord of the Flies. (laughs) I don't know why Wuthering Heights kept coming into my mind. That is the exact opposite of that book. Hang on, pause. Okay. (laughs) I was like, where'd you go? (laughs) My internet, I guess, took a second to catch up, but then I also opened Twitter and I have a message request in my DMs from somebody asking, am I a Raylo? No. Okay. Am I keeping that? Am I keeping that in the episode? Yeah. Why not? <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Okay. Next, Next question. question. Uh, Hope asks. Uh, Disney kicked in the door and threw all the money in the world at you. What Marvel story would you make? Mm. Um. Valkyrie. Mm fucking all of the women i would make gender fluid loki Ooh, okay because i want to have sex with loki <laughs> <laughs> there's the porn <laughs> uh part two of this question is what historical woman would you make mm. a movie of mm, this is tough yeah there's so many that like fucking deserve their own movie I feel like there's a lot of modern women that I would make. Yeah? <laughs> movies of versus, like, historical women. Yeah, that's fair. Because a lot of historical women that are famous are white. <laughs> You're right. You're right. And I, their story. If I'm going to be the typical, like, picking a historical woman, I know a lot of you listening are probably going to expect me to say Anne Boleyn, and I'm going to say no. I want one about Catherine of Aragon because she's fucking done dirty in every single story about the Tudors ever and she was a fucking badass and one time she fucking went to war against Scotland and tried to send the head of the king to Henry VIII and like she's fucking cool and y'all need to put more respect on her so I guess I'll make a movie of Catherine of Aragon (laughs) so are you saying that you don't like those books by what's her name? Philippa Gregory. Yeah, I have I, to admit, I was trash and I fucking loved those. I, I ate them up. Fucking hate those books. <laughs> hate the other Boleyn girl. I hate it. <laughs> hate her. Anyway. <laughs> um. So this woman is not historical. She's still alive, but I really love Angela Davis. Mm. And I don't feel like enough people know about her activism as far as, like, she went to fucking prison because she was, you know, anti-war and basically a communist, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like, and she still abides by those principles today, and she's amazing, and I would make a movie of her. Hell yeah. I love that. And she could could be in it in some capacity. I don't know who would play young Angela Davis, but... (laughs) She's she was radical. She she is radical and was radical in so many ways. 
having her hair in a fro, mm-hmm. just what she said in interviews, like how she lived, how she's lived her life. Like, yeah. I look up to her a lot. Beretta asked, uh, "What's your favorite force ability?" I don't know. There's a lot. <laughs> so. I really like force lightning. <laughs> I know that's not surprising at all. <laughs> As Ray's grandmother, no, it's not surprising, Jess. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> no, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm, I was thinking of uh, Star Wars The Old Republic, the MMO game. Mm-hmm. And one of my favorite... I don't remember if... I'm pretty sure this is a Jedi thing, but I think there was a thing that was like a lightning storm. Or maybe Mm. that was World of Warcraft. I can't remember now. (laughs) I'm getting old and I'm drinking wine. Um, Because I played a a druid Mm. in World of Warcraft, a night elf druid in World of Warcraft, and they did some type of lightning storm too. But anyway, one of them had a lightning storm and I really liked it. It's a force ability. I'm all about it. Force lightning. (laughs) Um. you. Um, I don't know. I really like the idea of force healing. I think that's a, a good ability to have. Or, like, the connection, like, that deep connection to animals, like Ezra has. Or, um, I just finished reading The Crystal Star, which is the very first and only legend book I've ever read. Uh, and so, like, Jason Solo, who cries about bugs, um, but later becomes a Sith. So, you know, whatever. Um... So that way I could call all of the cats and dogs to me and snuggle them all the time. Yeah. So can I just tell you, I hate to shit on your parade. (laughs) Wow. I was really worried in The Rise of Skywalker because I didn't see the Mandalorian episode the week of Uh that that came out. So I didn't see like Baby Yoda force healing um, Carl Weathers. Um and I thought Ray was going to do that whole animal connection thing to the snake. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's Ezra that, like, set this precedent, precedent for me to be bothered by this, but it just feels <laughs> manipulative. Okay, like, fair. Control, controlling animals to, like, do your bidding is mm-hmm. a very, it's a very arrogant Jedi way of looking at nature when you're supposed to just be in tune with the Force and in tune with nature. Like, I always felt like it was... Because in, again, my, <laughs> the old Republic game, you <laughs> could control animals also, but you did it to, like, keep them still so you could kill them. So mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe that's also where this is coming from. But I was, like, really going to be really bothered if that was, like, one of Ray's powers, and I was really happy when she healed the snake instead. I was like, oh, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't think I would, like, want it to be, like, I'm commanding the kitties to come to me. It's just more <laughs> of, like, I feel that kind of, like personal connection to them and they're like oh yeah we want to hang out with abby because she wants to give us all the tummy rubs and i'm not gonna bite her for giving me tummy rubs yes but yeah was was ezra's power like that or was it like listen to me wolf i i tell you and you obey i don't remember either i don't remember (laughs) someone who watches rebels tell us i don't really care either next question (laughs) next question Jacqueline our dear friend oh my god you already responded to this to the responded to this drunkenly yes I did (laughs) yes I did Jacqueline asks how do you think Ray and Rose's wedding day will go describe wacky hijinks with specific characters and I said Ray is going to eat all the food and then Luke ghost Luke is going to officiate when he wasn't asked to when actually ghost Leia was asked to officiate the wedding but 
Luke just goes ahead and does it anyway. And everyone's like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) And then Jacqueline replied, okay, but are Finn and Poe tormenting the very distant Palpatine family members who showed up? And you said, no, they actually get all, they all, no, they actually all get along because the Palps started telling embarrassing stories of Sheev's childhood and then they learn about Padme and the Handmaidens, and the lesbians are like, oh, really, what? You were very drunk. <laughs> That's definitely a drunk tweet. <laughs> yep. Um, let's see. Ray and Rose's wedding day will be an event to remember, but there are going to be, like, panicky behind-the-scenes things going on. That nobody else at the wedding will know except for Ray and Rose and, like, a few other people who are, like, part of the wedding, like Finn and Poe. Um, and it almost ruins the day. But at the end of the day, everything is fixed and they have a beautiful lesbian wedding. And Ray's in a suit. Ray is in a suit. And Rose Ooh, is in yeah, a I like pretty that. dress. And they get married Daisy in Ridley a forest. Daisy Ridley looks good in a suit. Daisy Ridley looks good in anything. Daisy Ridley... <laughs> clothes would look really can, good on my floor can rose wear that red dress that kelly marie Tran <gasps> was wearing at the premiere the uk premiere <laughs> please. she was amazing for the love of god please and the uh flower girl would be bb8 yes and the ring bearer would be babu frick even though he's not a child but hey! fine he's small <laughs> He's just like walking up the aisle like, hey, hey. <laughs> I am Babu Freak. <laughs> I am Babu Freak. <laughs> um, but yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Um, Rebel Dispatch, which was Jen. <laughs> Asked, why is... We need to have on the podcast. Yes, Jen, we're working on it. (laughs) Who asked, why is Jen so much more charismatic and sexy than anyone who's ever hosted a Star Wars podcast, except maybe Saf? Um... Jen, <laughs> I responded to this. You did. I was like, "Don't let Abby see this." Yeah, She's you're gonna, gonna make. Mad. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna make Abby mad, and I'm gonna pretend I saw nothing. And then Jen said, "Okay, I won't tell her." And I said, "What the fuck?" <laughs> so, Jen is very charismatic. I Jen have guessed so it on Rebel Dispatch. <laughs> Jen is so fucking and charismatic. And even when Jen has absolutely no idea about the topic at hand, she can always give input that is hilarious <laughs> and fucking bullsh- applicable. She can bullshit her way through anything. She really could. Oh, my God. She was on a, um, not too long ago, she was on an episode of Sapphic Skywalkers with Jacqueline. Um, oh, yeah, I need to listen to that. And I had to keep, like, pausing because I was, like, crying with laughter. And I couldn't, like, hear over the sound of my own laughter tears. So, uh, Jenna's very charismatic. Check her out on Rebel Dispatch. And, Jenna, we will have you on the pod soon. But I'm more sexy. Anyway, next question. <laughs> All right. Emma has three questions. She asked Emma. She's a Patreon. I guess she pays us so she can ask as many questions as she wants, whatever. (laughs) 
Um, she asks, how lesbian is Kylo's hair in Tross? I don't know. You have to answer this because um, I'm not a lesbian. Neither am I. <laughs> but Kylo's hair is a lesbian is a joke that we made over a year ago now. Holy fuck. When I was on Sapphic Skywalkers with our friend Nick talking about um, mental health in Star Wars and a large chunk of it was about Kylo Ren. And somehow we said Kylo Ren's hair is a lesbian. Um <laughs> It's it's pretty lesbian it's pretty... in Tross. Um, I, okay, I don't know if this is sacrilege or not. You know that screenshot that everybody keeps posting of Ben Solo where he kind of like, like he's in the yeah. fight with the Knights of Ren and like it's like a close up on his face and like he looks like he's like bright eyed and bushy tail. instead of. Yeah, I yes. hate that picture. I think oh, no. he, I think he looks Why? so bad in that picture. <laughs> I think it is not flattering because of his hair. So in that part, in that picture, his hair is very heterosexual. It's not doing it for me. However, and I'm mad that I'm going to say this, when we get to see Ben Solo smile, his hair is again a lesbian. Partly because he's kissing a lesbian, she's transferring some of her lesbian energy to his hair. I feel like TFA, he has lesbian hair too. TFA, he has the best hair. He does. It's like fluffy. Nothing will ever compete not, with TFA Kylo Ren lesbian hair. It's like po- like how do you look that good taking a helmet off? I like I don't look that good when like I take my combs. motorcycle helmet off. I look like flat and <laughs> sad and <laughs> <laughs> no volume. No volume. No zhuzh. He looks fluffy and fresh. <laughs> oh my god. Maybe he's born Emma, with it. Also, I guess so. Just Leia, Leia has great hair. Yeah, that's true. So Han, Hans is pretty okay, oh, yeah, too, I uh, uh, Anyway, Emma asks... I'm going to keep asking Emma's question. Okay. At what point should Finn and Poe kiss? At the second they point, lay eyes Emma. on each other. <laughs> <laughs> if you're being every honest, point. like, at what point in the story, like, would it, like, be good for them to kiss? I would go with... They would kiss for the very first time on the Falcon... After the Battle of Crate, where they have a moment right. alone together, and they're kind of like, how did we do this? And Poe is deep in his feels and his guilt, and Finn is just like, in his conflicted feels, because he also just got kissed by Rose, and he's just like, am I questioning my sexuality? And then Rose is asleep, like, no, it's okay, I'm a lesbian. It was just like a near-death experience, and, you know, compulsory, compulsory heterosexuality is a bitch. Um... And and they and then they kiss Poe and Finn kiss, but in reality they kiss the very After... first second they met. Oh yeah, I like that it's the idea that Poe introduces himself to Ray and he just immediately goes and start making out, <laughs> starts making out with Finn right after. I gotta go. Nice meeting you. <laughs> I'm Ray. I know. Okay, Finn. <laughs> get Bye. that get that ass over here. Oh, no. I'm out of wine. Yeah. No. So Do you want some of mine? Yes. Pour so me a glass, please. I have like <laughs> half a glass left. Jess. Oh, no. Not your fancy um, wine. I'm drinking very fancy organ wine that was planted in 1917, and these grapes no longer exist. And this is one of the last bottlings from these grapes. And you, history. you drank it while we chatted. Yes, I did. I started drinking it on my birthday, to be fair. No, we're going to pretend like you started drinking it because the special occasion (laughs) was talking with me. I also 
I also have another bottle that I will bring <gasps> somehow. <laughs> we can drink it together. Just check your bags. It's fine. <laughs> okay. Uh, Emma also asks, when will you visit me in Canada? Soon. Emma, it's cold. <laughs> <laughs> it is very like, cold there. You live in like a really cold part of Canada. Like... Can you come to California? <laughs> she is in August. Yay! She'll be at Celebration. I'm. You're closer to her. You should go visit her. Hey, Emma, we should go visit Abby together. <gasps> yeah. In Illinois. Come visit me. Come visit me. I'm needy and I want attention. I'm going to bring my Ewok mask and <gasps> stare at you while you sleep. Perfect. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> Because that also means you'd have to stare at Chris while he sleeps, and that's fucking hilarious. (laughs) (sighs) Soon, Emma, when I have money and PTO, of which I have neither right now. So, one of these days, I will come to Canada. Saf asked, who is Snoke's true love? And Jess, you already fucking answered this question. What did you say? I said it was Abby, mm. and then everyone, everyone proceeded to reply, a beautiful love story. <laughs> Who the fuck am I no longer friends with because of this? Who am I no longer friends with? I mean, aside from sure you. Saf, I'm pretty sure Jen, me, uh, who else? Yep, so I'm no longer friends with Saf. I'm no longer friends with Danny. I'm no longer friends with Jen. I'm no longer friends with Jess. So friendship with Saf, Danny, Jen, and Jess over. No one is my new best friend. No. No. Oh, God. Snoke's true love is non-existent. Is Pickles. He's Pickles himself. I am Palpatine's true love, apparently, because fuck you, so you get to be Snoke's no, no, true no, love. No, 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 It is not totally fair, because there is evidence that you could be Palpatine's one true love. There is no clear evidence that could lead me to be Snoke's love. <laughs> but you like pickles. <laughs> and you love the idea of pickled Snoke. You even said so for like 20 minutes in our last episode. You fucking got me there. <laughs> a beautiful love story. A beautiful love story. Roman, one of our patrons. Patrons. I keep saying pa- patrons. 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 He asks, what would you want for post-tross content slash headcanons? Mm. Ray Rose love story. Post post trust. Let me think. I want like Finn off being a Jedi mm. or like force sensitive somewhere. Yeah. And I want Lando and Jana to go in search of her family and then I want Jana to realize that she has found family with Lando and Finn right there. Mm. Oh. <laughs> I want baby Yoda to show up and he's still Oh a my baby. god. <laughs> and he's still a baby. This this child he's never actually ages. He's still a baby 
and they're and all he still like, wants fruit gummy. He still wants fruit gummy. <laughs> Somebody please give him fruit gummy. But the Mando is still alive, um, because Pedro Pascal is. He's just real old. He's everlasting. He's immortal. Um, and I just want to. And maybe. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say may- maybe Finn can give him fruit gummy, and they can Finn be friends. Can him. Him and Mando can be friends, oh and God. him and and Poe and Finn <laughs> and everyone <laughs> hang out with the Mando and Baby Yoda. <laughs> I was like, just Finn. No, everybody. Everybody, yeah. <laughs> um, heck, what was he going to say? Oh, follow-up <laughs> to our blindfolded Mando fanfic. Uh... <laughs> Ash sent me the one shot that she got the idea from, which is very chef kiss. There is a sequel to the one shot. And holy shit, is it good? I'm not like, I'm not like Finn's up all in to steal a quote from Rogue Pod. I'm not Finn's all up, Finn's up all in for Mando and Kara. Like, whatever. It's fun to read their fanfic. I'm not like expecting them to get together in the show. But like, shit. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh boy <laughs> this good <sighs> um someone in our patreon discord was asking about the Bodhi and <gasps> thick what and i think they ended up finding it and they were like oh it's really good <laughs> i'm trying to remember who, who posted what? that i will find it i will find it when we're done and i will link you to it it's amazing <laughs> it's 105 chapters the sequel is already up so yes I need to read it too. Anyway, Roman. Um, Roman. Oh, you're gonna keep oh. going. Keep going with Roman. Oh, go ahead. No, you. Okay. No. Okay. It's fine. Okay. Whatever. Roman asks, "What music did y'all listen to in two thousand five two thousands?" That's exactly how he phrased it. It's <laughs> not my fault. Um, I don't know what kind of music did I listen to in the two thousands. What was happening in 2005? I was in high school. I graduated in 2005. Shut up. Stop laughing at me. Uh, I was 10. What did I listen to? Um, I was in elementary school for the most part. Oh my god. You listened to VeggieTales? So <laughs> no. Are you lying? I mean, like, I watched VeggieTales as a child, but I wasn't, like, bopping to VeggieTales. <laughs> Um, I have a, uh, um, playlist on Spotify called Middle School Songs of the Summer. Um, oh here are some of the songs on this playlist. Hips Don't Lie by Shakira. I Write Sins Not Tragedies by Panic at the Disco. Uh, SOS by Rihanna. Buttons by the Pussycat Dolls. Every Time We Touch by Cascada. That's all I was listening to. <laughs> there is plenty more, but that's uh, also uh, a low of... by Flo, Flo Rida. I remember a lot of like Destiny's Child and Gwen Stefani and um, Nelly. Mm-hmm. Lots of Nelly, lots of Ludacris, yeah. lots of... Um, Shit. All, all kinds of people that are like I, I they're not around anymore. Where's <laughs> like, Ludacris? Where has Ludacris been for like fifteen oh, years? Who knows? <laughs> Where has 
<laughs> no, we've been for 15 years. Hot Akon. Hair. I listen to a lot of Akon. Oh my god, that's so funny. Nobody wanna see us together. <laughs> Dude, that was a long time ago. I don't remember. Do you remember Lips of Dude, an Angel? Dude, Roman, why? By Hinder. <laughs> I'm looking through this playlist. <laughs> oh, I remember Maroon 5 was like Oh yeah, they were huge. They, that was like one of their debut albums was in like 2003 or 2004, I think. Yeah. Maybe it was 2005. Yeah. It was Baby Morning was like and uh what was the f- the other song that was like a big hit? Not the Sunday morning rain is falling. Not that one. I just thought of Maroon 5 cuz I just listened. Wait, say it again. Is it the one that Sunday morning rain is falling? Yeah, it was that one and This Love. Oh, This, this love, love has is taken its toll on me. Jordan Sparks. She said goodbye. Too many times before. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that song was big. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, now I'm just like looking through this whole playlist and like reliving <laughs> my childhood. Honestly, Oof. like I can't really think of anything else off the top of my the head. The Cheetah Girls. I have to... Oh my god, I forgot about them. <laughs> With cheetah Girls, Cheetah Sisters. When you said Pussycat Dolls immediately, I was like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Amigas, cheetahs, friends for life. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh Jonas Brothers. God. Oh yeah, I listen to a lot of the Jonas Brothers. Um, and I just saw the Jonas Brothers in concert in December. So that was great. Thanks, Roman. We went down a lovely trip down memory lane, <laughs> and I enjoyed every second of it. You made me feel very old. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, Holly <laughs> from Rebel Dispatch asked, if you could yeet any one public figure, dead or alive, <laughs> down a hole in some ancient Sith, Sith temple, who would it be? Donald Trump. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> yeah. While you yeet uh, him, I'll yeet Mike Pence. Perfect. So... There we go. I also really hate Ted Cruz. Mm. Can I eat him too? Can I eat and um, I, Ronald Reagan? And can I eat Gwyneth Paltrow and Tom Cruise? Oh, <laughs> please. I have a lot of people I don't like. <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow and her goop. I fucking hate Gwyneth Paltrow. I hate her. I can hate we her. eat uh, nemesis. J.K. Rowling? Ugh! God, yes. Fucking mm. bitch. John Caston. <laughs> Yeet. Uh, yeah. Thanks, Holly. That's a good question. I love that. Also, would Yeet Kylo Ren? Yeah, and then he would reemerge as Ben Solo. And then, Rebel. then he's fine. Then he can die. So it's all good. Everything works out. Perfect. Um, Jeff, is this dinner later, Jeff? This is dinner later. Okay, he is a patron. Also, dinner. Thank he- you. He asks, where do you think Senator Rose Tico Connicks will eventually settle <laughs> down to raise her children and or space horses? Also, I'm very down with the Rose Tico, Kate L. Connicks ship. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know. Where do you think they would settle down? Well, I feel like they would want to... I was about to say they would want to honor Leia, but Alderaan is not around anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Naboo. Fuck. Naboo. I like this. Yeah, I, that's what I was thinking, too. It was Naboo. I feel like they're both very, like, engineering, mechanical types, and they'll, mm. like, eventually, they'll, like, be like, oh, I love culture and art and yeah. music, and then they'll just become a part of Naboo culture, and it'll be great. Yeah. 
Rose would and make they'll a meet good the senator. Of, they'll, they'll meet the descendants of, of Handmaid's from Padme's time. <laughs> oh, my God. And Don't do friends. this. <laughs> I already am, like, drooling over Queen's Peril, and it's not even fucking out yet. <laughs> and I want an art getting, copy. Are we getting an art copy? I don't Did know. Did you contact Did, should, someone? Sh- we should... <laughs> Oh, I thought you. Uh, I we didn't delegate who was doing this. <laughs> <laughs> One of us needs to email Disney Books. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit! Fuck. Liam asked if you got to write a Star Wars book slash comic slash game slash audio drama slash whatever else. What would you want to write about? That's. Hmm. Gay. <laughs> and I just want gays in space. This is a. I God, I want I want Bodhi to be alive. I want an AU story of Bodhi being alive, meeting Finn. That is what I want. <gasps> I have a fic I'm gonna send you. <laughs> I have so many fics I can send you about Bodhi Rook. I just want everybody to be gay. That's actually, okay, so my friends and I every month do a thing called Tipsy TED Talk, where we each write a five to eight minute TED Talk on whatever topic we want, and we get drunk, and we present them. And so my Tipsy TED Talk this coming month is going to be all of the Star Wars characters who are gay and why. And nine times out of ten, the reasoning is because I said so. Um, so yeah, that's what I want to write about. Ooh. I want Kylux stuff. Of course you do. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. With, Mila, with Millicent. Oh, because who's taking I care want... of her? Who is taking care of Millicent? She Does needs a dad. She needs a sweet little orange. Sweet orange. A little orange. She misses her dads. What is she doing without Ooh. them? This is why I think Hux isn't actually dead and he's alive somewhere taking care of Millicent being yeah. petty. That's all, that's all. He just wants to live with his cat now. Who among us? <laughs> uh, my turn. Yep. Eric asks thoughts on Kreia. I don't know who the fuck that is. Um, neither do I was hoping you did. Um, <laughs> I thought you would know. <laughs> she is from Knights of the Old Republic 2. She is a blind force sensitive who forms a quote-unquote bond with the player character, the Jedi Exile, through the force. I've heard of her before. She becomes Darth Treya. I have heard of her. I didn't know that was yeah. her name. I've, I've heard of her before, like through Tumblr, and I'm sure like through Jacqueline. And so I'm going to automatically assume she's a lesbian. <laughs> So, I'm sure I would like her if I isn't, knew her. <laughs> isn't she wanna? Isn't she Kate's background, or am I? Maybe I thought no. This is a different person. Okay. <laughs> she Kate Kate uh Kate Cedar of Book Wars Pod has a Twitter background where it's like somebody who's blindfolded, a woman who's blindfolded, and I thought it was Kraya because she has things over her eyes and says, I love oppressing the straights and sinning. Um, <laughs> and so that's the vibe I'm going with for Kreia. I don't know who she is. I don't know anything about her, but she is a lesbian. 
Now I need to see Kate's background. Kate <laughs> from Book Rose, Book Wars Prod. What? Burp, 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 burp. All right, Kate, what is your background? <laughs> Tell us. <laughs> I'm texting her. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, well, just as that, Ryan said, or asked, Poe Dameron, cat guy or dog guy? He's a dog guy. Dog. A hundred percent. Like, no questions asked. Oh, yeah. The way he scratches BBA. Oh, he's a dog person. Super dog. He's like a golden retriever kind of dog person. Oh, yeah. He's a classic, like, I'm going to get a dog, and it's a golden retriever, and (laughs) that's what all BBA is. He's a golden retriever. He is, and he's so sweet. Yes, he's very good. He's a very good boy. boy. Uh, Michelle asks, if you could be on any reality show, what would it be? Um... I don't know what reality TV shows are there. Um, I was thinking like real world. <laughs> I, yeah, <laughs> you know I what? <laughs> Same. I used to watch that show all the time. So it, did I. In a time <laughs> period that was not age appropriate for me. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> um, that was like the original reality show. Yeah. It was real world. It was. Great. And like literally, all it was was just watching people exist. Yeah, it, it was, was dumb. Great. I think my favorite one was when they were in Louisiana and they were like in New Orleans and they were living in that like big manor yeah. house and it was like I don't know, it just looked super cool. Yeah. Everybody was super shitty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I um for a long time was very into Jersey Shore. Oh my god. Uh, I've never watched a single episode of Jersey Shore. Please tell me all about it. It was <laughs> There was it was Jersey know. Shore always aired on Thursdays, so it was Jersey's, and oh my, <laughs> my friend, my my high school best friend would come over, and her, myself, and my dad would sit down to watch Jersey Shore, and like we'd get food and get all comfy, and we'd be like G T L G T L, wow. which is Jim Tan Laundry. And we would constantly yell, the cabs are here, at each other. And then, like, if my dad ever came down in a t-shirt, he'd be like, it's t-shirt time! So, <laughs> we fucking, it's just a hot mess that you can't look away from. I love the Jersey Shore. Um, I wouldn't want to be on it. I want to be on America's Next Top Model. Ooh. I just, I just want to look pretty and see. see I, I would too, but I don't want Tyra Banks to yell at me. <laughs> <laughs> I just want her to be proud of me. I don't want her to yell at me. I know. I've never yelled at a girl like this in my life. We're all rooting for you. Um, I would also like to be on the Great British uh, Bake Off, but not as a contestant because I am not British, nor am I a baker. I just want to eat. I just want to eat baked goods uh what's the one where it's like you tried to make like nailed it nailed it yeah i would want to be on that <gasps> chopped <laughs> Ooh, that'd Dude, be great. all these food ones i forgot they yeah. existed let's go can on I be a... a judge on can i be a judge on iron chef Ooh, yes let's chef do jess that. does it again yes i am chef jess not a chef. <laughs> oh, that's another book I recommend. Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat. Excellent. <laughs> excellent book. Not just a cookbook. Everything you need to know about cooking in one book. <laughs> Love that. Would you want to be on Deadliest Catch? No. Do you know what that is? 
Yes. Yeah. My parents used to <laughs> fucking do. watch that all the time. All what the time. The sh- what was the show with like the um, truck drivers in Alaska? Oh, I know exactly what you're do you talking, know what I'm talking about? about. Yeah, I don't remember. And what they it's would called. like, oh no, it's icy. What are we gonna do? <laughs> We're truck drivers in Alaska. Ice road truckers. Yes. <laughs> I remember that. Show. Was We're really truck drivers good. in Alaska. What do we do? <laughs> um, my uncle. Well, he's not like my blood-related uncle. My uncle by marriage is, does the deadliest catch thing, or he did for a no while. No shit. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Fucking crazy. He's mm. he's a thrill seeker for there, sure. There was a show that so my dad and I, my dad fucking loves reality television. It's so funny. Like my dad, I even got him into Dance Moms at one point. Um, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> he loves those kinds of shows that's like scared shitless or whatever it is where people go to like juvenile detention centers and are like you fucking want your life to be like this i'll fucking show you what your life is gonna be like this if you keep this shit up he loves that kind of stuff oh my God. um mostly because he probably needed that when he was a teenager <laughs> um yes show these kids what yep. they need to do what they need but to there see. was there was one that we watched it was on a tlc it was like um breaking amish Oh, I remember that show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was so good. It was. It was See, so I didn't I didn't think I watched reality TV shows, but I really did. Yeah, oh yeah. I just never too. I just never watched like Real Housewives stuff. No, I've, I've never watched, watched Real Housewives. Shit. I've never watched The Bachelor. <laughs> I've never watched Survivor. Big Brother, I never just seen I want to watch it. people drive trucks through Alaska and fish and break <laughs> and out of their Irish upbringing. <laughs> And be a model or not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, oh my, god. my god. Oh, Wipeout. That was another show I watched a lot. Oh, I remember that one too. <laughs> that was my mom and I. Like, we would watch that all the time because it was so funny to watch my mom oh. watch that because she fucking would, like, cry laughing. <laughs> so good. About people getting hurt. Oh, there's so many. I didn't know what Wipeout was. Be, until I started seeing just like random videos of Wipeout, <laughs> and I was like, I have to watch this show. It's so yeah. funny. <laughs> oh my yep. god! What Once was the one? Oh it. fuck! What was? Fuck! It was a uh, I Love New York. Oh, I don't know that one with Tiffany Pollard. Um, it only had two seasons. Literally, only had two seasons, and it was about her <laughs> finding love. Um, that's where the Beyonce meme comes from. Um, but she... Flavor Flav. Yes. She is, um... This spun off of Flavor Flav's show, right? What was it called? Uh... Flavor of Love. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. I never watched it, but I remember this being a thing, and I was like, wow. Yeah. (laughs) That's creative. (laughs) I just remember that there were men and women on this, I believe. Like fighting for her love. Oh, that's nice. I don't. I. I. Th- maybe I'm thinking of a wrong show. <laughs> I don't think it was a show. Uh, now it's gonna bother me if I don't know what show it is. But I did watch I Love New York. Uh, <laughs> why can't I remember what it is? A shot at love with Tila Tequila. That's what the other one was. A shot at love. I don't. 
I don't know that one either. Yeah, that, that it only had one season. <laughs> Tila Tequila had she's bi. Um, yeah, and had men and women on the show, and that was a big uh, bi awakening for me because I was like, oh my god, you can do that. <laughs> oh i could talk about reality tv all day so thank you michelle that's a fucking great i would be on tila tequila (laughs) (laughs) oh my god she's so crazy all right last question is from beretta again uh if you could only live on one star wars planet for the rest of your life which one would you choose uh pre tfa takodana oh fair i would go with naboob the boob. The boobies. <laughs> I like a good dive bar. I feel like yeah. Tatooine is too obvious, so I feel like Takodon is the next biggest thing, because I like jungle and green and water. Perfect. So, uh, yeah, it is 12.15 in the morning for me. Yeah. I have to work tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. And I have whiplash, so... <laughs> <laughs> and it's time to end this pod so I can put a heat pack on my neck and go to sleep. So, if you would like to find us, you can find us on Twitter at LBTPod. You can send us an email at lousybeautifultownpod at gmail.com. Please leave us a fucking review on iTunes because I miss getting reviews. Yeah, I'm tired of seeing that email. It's like, no new reviews yeah, for Lousy Beautiful Town. Like, I'm contractually <laughs> obligated to read the reviews, and so I'm I'm losing part of my job. I'm losing part of my purpose, y'all. Help hey, Abby find purpose 2K20. Hey, IRL friend Justin and James, go leave a review right now. <laughs> I'm calling you guys out oh, right now. <laughs> we also want you to fucking leave a review, because I know this was on Spotify, but our friend Danny sent us a screenshot of recommended pods after listening to one of our episodes and one of the recommended podcasts is rebel force radio um so it is my goal one day to be on the top page competing with rebel force radio because they can fuck suck off. it they can <laughs> suck it and fuck off into a million cents so leave us reviews because that's the only way that we can tell rebel force radio to eat my ass <laughs> Um, we also now have a Patreon, which is patreon.com slash lousybeautifultownpod, right? Yes. Okay. Um, we have three different tiers. We have a $1, $5, and $10 tier. Uh, I think the $1 tier is the Lousy Beautiful Townies, the $5 is the Babu Freaks, and the 10 is the <laughs> Big Fat Dicks, or BFDs. Um, and you get, uh, exclusive content, like we recorded, a random podcast episode before we recorded this podcast episode where we talked a lot about uh trauma-informed care and yoga and healthcare and the women's march and all sorts of stuff like that it was a really cool conversation um you also get access to our discord even at the one dollar level which um i finally posted on for the first time tonight (laughs) in the gen chat i just put butts so um (laughs) subscribe slash donate your money for good content Le- oh just just typed borth <laughs> um <laughs> so join our patreon for good content like that and um you can also get some rewards like getting stickers from us and eventually merch when we have pins and shirts which we're working on so 
yeah support us financially that'd be really cool we are working on trying to get better equipment like a mixer and i don't know also i need maybe... a better i need a better mic <laughs> yeah just needs a better mic so get just better mic 2k20 and with that jess where can the people find you you can find me at space jess with four s's in the jess where can people find you <laughs> i'm sorry because <laughs> all i can think about is <laughs> whenever i hang out with danny so whether that's in person or via skype when we play mario kart together we just call people like we just talk about people by how they say where they can find them so like with lynn we're like at l-y-n-n-e wait at L-Y-N-N-E-A-L-Y, <laughs> Linny Neal, or whatever, and then at E-M-F-Y-S-T underscore N-E-S-T, I'm spelling everything wrong, and then we call you Space Jess with four S's in the Jess, uh, so that's all I can think of. Is that why he, or they added me the other day with... Space Jess with four S's in the Jess? Jess. Okay, that yep. makes more sense now. I was yep. like, where did that come from? Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> you <So>. nerds. <laughs> Where can people find you? Where you can find me at Abby M. Cecilia. And with that, <laughs> shout out to Don't. Danny Purtle. Danny Purtle. What were you going to say? Don't? Don't Danny Purtle? Don't, Danny. <laughs> Don't do it. Whatever you're thinking, don't do it, Danny. <laughs> Danny's like making a life-changing decision as he, as they're listening to this. They're like, Wait. No, don't do it. <laughs> anyway, um, Raylo is not as important as racism. Bye. Bye. <laughs> this was so good Wait. until I got too much wine. Okay. Your weasel. I'm working on my weasel. Ew, don't. That sounds gross. Okay. I have a I have a weasel now. Sorry. <laughs> it's the TikTok video with the ferret. Oh. <laughs>